Hi and assalamu alaikum. My name is Raqaya Wrights and welcome back to season 2, episode 10 of Breaking Barriers. Today we will be talking about experiencing FOMO as a Muslim and we have with us Miriam Parker. Assalamu alaikum everyone. My name is Miriam Parker. This is my second time being on the podcast with Raqaya. Um, a little bit about myself. Um, I am currently a college student right now in its finals week so i'm like i'm just stressing out here y'all so pray for me but um yeah so some things i like doing in my free time is reading baking cooking um binge watching shows but yeah that's like a little bit about myself um yeah go ahead and cry so basically fomo as we know it's just fear of missing out because you know we all want to fit in and we all want to fit in with the norm of what society expects from everyone so we all sometimes feel like we're missing out on certain things that are happening right like like honestly um i was actually reading this article you know what it said it said people we kind of need to stop saying fomo and like change it to jomo okay and like i know it sounds kind of funny but basically it's joy of missing out and that because a lot of the things a lot of these discuss like today it's literally things that we should have like not pride but be proud of not doing because most of the things that we're going to be talking about are things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala dislikes right so it's like yeah. we we shouldn't we shouldn't feel sad feel that fear of like oh my god like, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say obviously that feeling comes with time it comes with it comes with self-love and acceptance of Islam. But like, at my age, I'm 18. I honestly, it's not that I don't care. It's kind of like, you know, when you go through certain situations, it shapes you who you are, right? It shapes you to who you are. So yeah. for me, I feel like, alhamdulillah, like I'm slowly getting, like I'm going to miss out because at the end of the day, if Allah doesn't like it or doesn't want us to be doing it, I'm glad I'm not doing it if that makes sense but like how do you feel about that like that phrase like fear of missing out because a lot of people talk about that I feel like like you said it's a lot of times the reason we don't do things is because we know it's not good for us Mm -hmm. but we still feel like oh what if I just did it this one time you know right so I could just be like everyone else and fit in with everyone else like that's what goes through our heads when we like we just want to be accepted by everyone else and just you know, have fun like everyone else is. Right. We can I hear feel you. like... Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I feel like for me, a, well, not a big point when I felt like... When I was younger, mostly, I feel like when I, like I was younger and I wore the hijab and all that stuff, you know, there wasn't like brands like Madanisa and... East Essence and all those Islamic brands selling clothes right, and all that stuff that's like fashionable and fits with what everyone's wearing but still modest right mm-hmm. there wasn't brands selling those clothes so when I was younger I was like oh I really want to be like I want to dress like cool and <laughs> fashionable right and that's normal that's normal because I, I hope it didn't sound like I was like, like discrediting, discrediting anyone's emotions when I said that it's just kind of like everyone will get to that point in their life where they're like, yeah. Alhamdulillah, like I'm at this point of being confident of just saying like, you know what, 
if this is something like you said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us not to do it and we know the ni'mah behind not doing it and like the knowledge behind it Mm-hmm. then it, it starts to make sense but if I tell you Rukhaya, like okay you have to wear the hijab I'm not explaining to you obviously the benefits of it or like what it protects you from you're gonna be like okay like you're kind of gonna question it you know what I'm saying you're yeah. gonna you're gonna want to understand well why do you have to do it and these other people are not doing it so I think actually delving in and understanding why we do certain types of things can help with FOMO but throughout your life, you're going to feel like it. Because even like you said about different brands. And I like I was telling yep. you, I literally just got a package from one of those. I'm privileged to be able to say like, oh, I have those types of things. But yeah, before being able to you know have a job or get those types of things, a lot of these things, they're actually really expensive, like the buyers and stuff. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, okay, oh, I'm going to go to these stores and try to find things like long dresses that, you know, are modest, but it may not. You may not feel fashionable, like you said, in so yeah. I guess that's like a battle that everyone has, and it, it, we obviously we, we mostly see it from the girls' perspective. You know, we don't really see it from the other perspective as much. But I, I'm curious actually to see how how guys actually feel about this as well. You know, because our things are much different. I really want to like actually sit down and talk to like my brothers and cousins about it and see what they think about it too. right right imagine it's like really similar no that's that's actually um i wanted to take that and actually go into my first thing that i wanted to say and i think you have like a story like kind of similar to this but like the whole thing i know the number one thing especially when i talk to people most people that are younger than me but the biggest thing they say is like with the whole like friend group and like the intermingling that is like a big thing that people say like they feel like if they don't do it, they're literally missing out or they feel like the outcast. And yeah. I'm not going to lie, like, I definitely thought that too. Like, feeling like, okay, well, you know, your your friends may already hang out with guys, right? And so, like, whenever you guys are talking, they may be around. And, like, how, okay, how do you go about it and say, like, hey, you know, uh, if they had a prior, like, oh, you know, like, I can't guys there. And kind of like, what? Like, why? And the sad thing is, I'm not even going to lie, the sad thing is, though, a lot of these Muslim friends like let's say it's you maybe your friend is like oh that's weird but they also are a Muslim that makes it harder because it's like you guys both have the same exact principles and morals and Mm -hmm. so for another Muslim to make you feel weird about you follow it's kind of like wait am I actually weird for doing this you know Mm mm-hmm yeah. yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying because I felt that so many times. Like, people would invite me somewhere and they'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry, I can't come. And then if I told them, Oh, I can't go because the guy's there, they'll ask me that question. So instead of saying that, I'd be like, Oh, I'm just busy that day. I'd come up with right. some random excuse to say, Oh, I can't go. Because if I tell them, Oh, I can't go because a guy's going to be there, they're going to be like, Oh, why not? Or a lot of times when I said that, they would tell me, Oh, you know, your mom could just drop you off. And she doesn't have to know. But I'm like, yeah, I know. What if she never finds out? Okay, she, maybe she might. Not they assume, they but like, the parents. Allah knows. That's the biggest part. Like, mm-hmm. Allah knows. And that's going to be on my conscience. You're right. And some people say, oh, well, like, what are what if my what if my intentions are, are pure, right? So, like, what if your Nia is pure? And I actually was watching this video. I'm not sure if I send it to you. We always send, like, I'm going to send my videos to each other. Yeah. This one video, um, 
basically he was doing a Q&A and someone asked that like what if my intentions are pure when I'm hanging out with a girl right like what if what if my intentions are pure and basically he was saying like they did like this video and it wasn't even like a Muslim educated video and they were I think it was like in New York or somewhere else and they were like um basically like do you think guys and girls can just be friends just just period playing out friends and the girls were like of course of course you can and then when they asked the guys by themselves they're like no there's always someone feelings or it could lead to something these people yeah. are not Muslim for Kaya like they're just saying how they feel so obviously, I saw like, this yeah. exact interview exactly so it's kind of like if these people are saying that it's just say none of you guys do why put yourself in a situation where something can happen you know what I'm saying and like, yeah, exactly. and, right and you may have like an, the intention not to like do anything bad with this person but that might not be their intention because you don't know what their intention is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it, I feel like it's just better to avoid. Like in the Quran, it, it literally says, "Do not come near zina." You know what I'm saying? It's not saying don't commit zina. It's saying do not come near it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Don't even, don't even come anywhere near it because the effect that it has on your heart and the you know the weight of that like it's it's a it's a major sin you know for something to come out of that and what if you're saying oh, oh well, we're we're in a group you know we're in a group but it's like again don't put yourself in situations sometimes you know academic stuff where you kind of are in the situation you just you be as professional as you can in that situation you know what i'm saying yeah sorry to cut you off no no I go said, ahead literally yesterday at Juma, i heard in the um khutbah this hadith that they were saying when you commit zina, basically, Allah takes away your iman. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you might get it back. Allah might return it to you, or you might never get it back. Right. It like hovers. I heard a hadith thing. It like hovers over your head while you're doing the action. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what I heard too. Yeah. I think that's so crazy to think about because, like, while you're doing that action, you may never get back your amen for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's scary because imagine, let's just say like that situation you're in, right? Um, oh, there's actually a quote. I don't know if it was, no, it was not heavy. It was a quote. Like someone was just saying like, basically do actions that if you were to die in that action, you'd be, you'd be pleased with it. Like, you know, that whole situation of, I think it was um, the astral world was saying like there were muslims who passed away like uh, you have to be aware of your surroundings like don't put yourself in harm's way and then imagine that was your last day on earth and that's how you're going to be resurrected how you lived your life yeah i'm saying um brought up on your last deed yeah that's the craziest if you're brought up on that you committed zina like how like how much that would weigh Mm-hmm. out of all the good things you did but then you did that one bad thing but it yeah. wastes so much and i think a lot of people they kind of be like oh well you know like shit is the biggest thing but it's like there are many major sins like don't exclude the rest because it's convenient for us i'm not yeah. gonna say just one person because it's convenient for all of us to say oh shit is the biggest sin right and then we're like oh we don't come anywhere near that but then me and you were talking about this it's kind of a bit off topic Mm-hmm. But even no, actually it's not. But basically, with like astrology and all these signs and stuff, and like basing, like when someone says, "Oh, hey, like you meet someone new," 
at my job this actually happened like oh what's your what's your sign and it's kind of like uh i basically was like oh i don't i don't believe in astrology and i mean they look at you weird but at the end of the day like you're and isn't it like if you were to go into or like go to someone you, your prayers not even answered for 40 days isn't it yeah yeah so it's like don't don't put yourself in harm's way and it's hard to say that because you don't sometimes you don't even know that you're doing it but just being aware of your surroundings mm-hmm. and then a lot of times you have to be educated on it to know when to like recognize when we're going down like a dark path right because sometimes we don't realize it until we're like <laughs> we're in the you know the, the deep end like we're already yeah. there and it's kind of like oh my god and then also that's where shaitan comes in because it's like okay hey you're already down here just keep like, going do- you know what i'm saying yeah i understand what you're saying but like you're thinking like how do i fix this and then you have either two options listen to the west wessa or try your best mm-hmm. repent yeah and, and oh my god I'll, I'll, this is another lecture that i was listening to and Umar Sulaiman was talking about no 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 this is not Umar Sulaiman um I want to say this was with Abdurrahman Murphy I do want to say it was him and he basically was talking about the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has I think was like a, a hundred parts or 99 parts and basically he chose one part to be set on earth one part mm-hmm. one one portion of his mercy of his rahmah so to understand that like we see so much good so just turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and making tawbah there's a whole surah in the quran about tawbah you know what i'm saying so it's yeah it's so it's so important to understand that his mercy is is bigger than his punishment but we still have to understand that he has punishment and his punishment is great you know yeah exactly and then we remember that like we have to look at allah's mercy we also have to remember there is also punishment mm-hmm. right so that was like our first thing we were talking about basically like yeah. the whole thing was like guy friends or like intermingling or gender mingling like people may see that like oh it's it's extreme but if you think about it, it you know it happens it, it happens in like the the moments that you're not even gonna expect it it may be very very innocent in the beginning and then it may turn into something else that you would not have expected like your act your your nia your intention actually was very very pure but Shaitan has has promised to lead every single person astray until the day of judgment. So, you know what I'm saying? Double, you like check your intention multiple times, and then also understand that you do not know what the other person's intention. Like you said, what's yeah. another what's another thing uh, with FOMO? I want to say um, um relationship FOMO. Ah, really? Okay, that. Like, I can't hear you. Repeat that one more time. I cannot hear you. Yeah, I can okay, hear you. Now. Okay, so I was like, this was more like a hit or miss. Kind of like you understand what we're talking about, or you don't understand what we're talking about. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like some people have never experienced that, or like you know, alhamdulillah, they've never been in a situation where they feel like, oh my god, like I wish I had a boyfriend. Oh my god, I wish I had a girlfriend. You know? But yeah. the biggest thing, especially when we're when we're we're in the West, you know, we're going to go to public schools, go to charter schools. And I feel like so, especially at this age, too. Yeah. Continue. No, no, that's all I wanted to say. Oh, yep, in this age. And so I was going to say personally, I wanted, I'm trying to think of like certain situations that I would, mm, I would say, I don't know why, I feel like it was so rampant in like end of middle school, beginning of high school, like, and then college. But I feel like end of middle school, beginning of high school, 
you are naive and you also are and the thing is too again like when i mentioned in the beginning there are many muslims who are saying it's okay so now it's kind of like oh okay well this person's doing it this person's doing it and they're muslim so what makes it wrong yeah you know and like even um i want to say it was surah nasat and basically also allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying basically those who do not take secret lovers so when people say oh well show me in the quran show me an ayah that says like it's haram to date there there's many hadith first of all where it talks about we're not supposed to take secret lovers and then it's in the quran too you know but you know something crazy that i what? Re- no not everyone believes in hadith and i was like that's true that's true. believe it though i did not know that yes that's true but it's like okay but don't we all believe in the quran like it's in the quran as well yeah. You know, so that's I don't know. That can be really difficult for some people to fully grasp, and like what people say, like it's a hard pill to swallow. But mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable to talk about. But like the only way change can happen or education to happen to educate people is to have uncomfortable conversations because nothing will change. You know, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala said, like we mentioned in the last podcast, He will not change a person unless they put the effort to change within themselves. You know, yeah. you can't expect something you're not working for it but yeah especially for that i feel like i feel like it's both ways it's the whole fantasizing or like romanticizing of like haram relationships and then also fantasizing of actual actual muslim marriages because on social media you see the cute nakah mashallah like the cute nakah videos and stuff but you don't see yeah. the work behind that you know yeah and it just and then also some people it's like it seems so much easier to get into a haram relationship and actually get married because like if you talk to a person who got married they'll be like oh they'll tell you the story and it seems like it's such a long process to find <laughs> the right person yeah but it's like come on so you're, you're telling me you need to date seven people or you need to date one person for seven years to fully understand them it doesn't it doesn't matter whether you're living with them or not people you're never going to know someone's true colors you could there's been many people that have been relationships for four plus years and it still is broken off like Allah knows best why that relationship did not work but even oh there was a question that someone said and they were like okay but let's say you do get married and you get divorced isn't that something in Allah's will but I was like things happen and Allah knows best why things happen and it's like it's hard but you have to be able to put your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala especially when you're making dua maybe you're making dua in a moment where you needed to get married so that's why you got married in that moment why it ended Allah alam like that's that that's that person's relationship you know but it's like would you have rather done a haram relationship or or actually a halal one and then it did not work out you are not sinful with the first one you're yeah. sinful exactly and you wouldn't have to the first one you'd have to answer for the second one you would not have to answer exactly. for exactly right exactly and then also Allah says like if the like the relationship is halal or if you do something halal then it's blessed but if it's not halal yeah there's no blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in that yeah and even like people I think people also understand like it's not just simply being in a halal relationship but it's also making sure that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the center of your relationship you know what I'm saying there's many Muslims who are together but it's like okay is Islam you guys is that you know it's your pedestal like it's the main foundation of your relationship and that's that's how those blessings come apart and it does not mean that it's going to be perfect because that's literally not possible Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said he's going to test those who he loves right so it, you may not have like 
a, a marriage where it's like perfect or these types of friendships or any type of relationship where it's perfect but just know that Allah is guiding that relationship if that makes sense yeah exactly yeah that's that's a good one like, like I'm talking about like, yeah to like um love the person for the sake of Allah and no other reason mm-hmm. because yeah. if you don't then why do you love this person because they look good because right. they're like because they're smart or is it because Allah put that in your heart for them yeah like striving towards the same goal oh that's another thing that's another thing I think a lot of people when they are saying oh I want to get married I want to be in a high relationship but it's like why like everyone I have I have to ask myself that you have to ask yourself that everyone needs to ask okay why like there's always a why behind wanting to do something and everyone knows their own intention you know what I'm saying like I feel like if you guys both are working towards Jenna I feel like that's beautiful because you guys are both going to be checking each other you know helping each other achieve that goal inshallah you know even with even with friendships though I think there's so much there's so much types of just meaningless friendships like some people are just friends because they're friends but it's like for me like I'm I, again I'm at the point in my life it's just like if our friendship is not helping me in any way shape or form where are we friends you know there, there should be a goal yeah I feel like that a lot of times too because I feel like sometimes you're friends with someone because oh yeah they're fun to be around but is that fun halal yeah will they correct you if you go wrong or will they encourage you see yeah that's true because i mean i've literally had um i actually met someone at college and um she was more she's more of like you know she basically every one time we were eating lunch she's like oh don't you have to go pray and it's literally this is a non-muslim literally <laughs> encouraging me to go pray so and it's hard because within the muslim community it's kind of like we're all guilty of that okay give us like five, 10 minutes we'll go pray you know or like there's some people who literally believe Muslims belittling other Muslims for putting their prayer above anything you know yes oh my gosh this reminds me of what happened in school I remember I was about to go pray and then one of my friends was like why do you have to always go pray every day can you just wait till you get home but then I was like if I wait till I get home then I miss the yeah, window like, for praying you're, you're and then unnecessarily like there's no reason why you should be delaying it. and that actually was another topic of for FOMO is like with prayer because literally um what was I about to say oh when I was at my old job I had a customer and I basically I guess she overheard my conversation with my coworker. I was yeah. gonna say okay I'm about to go pray and she was basically the customer was like oh you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he'll forgive you like you're at work right now and I'm like um I'm at work right but I'm able you know you're able you're physically you're mentally able to get up and go pray yeah remember when you told me that I was like (laughs) (laughs) I'm like wait what because like okay Rakaia like imagine I'm someone who maybe just recently joined or became a Muslim obviously uh that's it wouldn't be on me because I'm getting advice from someone else but I'm getting advice from someone and it's like wait a minute this is like completely wrong like I was very shocked when she said that because it's like I'm not doing anything. I can walk away from the register. My coworker can come up to you and take your order and I can go pray. But I knew like she, it, she was actually trying to help me out. But I'm like, no, like there's no way. Like I've seen Islamic quote unquote Q&As where a student has asked, oh, Sheikh or whoever they were talking to, Ustad, whatever. Um, basically, like I have a class during this time. Am I allowed to delay my prayer? 
and the person literally was like yeah delay your prayer until it's um until whatever you're doing is done and then go ahead and pray and Allah knows best but I'm like you can't just say that and say Allah knows best when Allah says in the Quran talks about Quran I mean it talks about prayer multiple times basically you're supposed to put it over everything else the only excuse you have is traveling yeah exactly exactly that's what I'm saying so like even when we have those battles with ourselves like okay can I wait for like 30 minutes can I wait for 10 minutes that's what I'm saying and, and I don't I'm assuming that person who told that to you was a Muslim too who said like do you have to go pray right was it a Muslim who said that yeah so that's what I'm saying it's just it's kind of sad though because it's like we're supposed to all be in this together we're supposed to be reminding each other okay it's time to go pray we can get up and go pray and it's like that should be the main concern on people's minds and I want to say like um especially prayers are so close to each other I did have that like in the back of my head of like oh my god will my boss get mad that I keep having to go excuse myself to go pray but I'm like at the end of the day who cares like who cares you know as long as you're pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who cares who cares yeah and then also we're told when the prophet and the companions were in battle they would stop to pray right if they could pray in the middle of a battle we can leave the class excuse ourselves from a classroom excuse ourselves from our jobs to pray because our lives aren't even in danger mm-hmm. oh wow and then i want to say there's this um um this i want to say it's a hadith and it basically is al-hasan al-basari rahimahullah am i saying that right <laughs> Um, it was saying when Salah is the least of your concerns then what is your most important concern because as much as you fix your Salah your life will be did you not know that Salah was equated with success you know and come Mm -hmm. to prayer come to prayer come to success so how can you ask Allah for success when you're not responding to his right upon you so basically like when people see like delays in their sustenance like in their Barakah and their goodness from Allah look at your prayer like you delaying your prayer could maybe you delaying you getting a promotion at work you delaying your prayer could mean any type of delaying any type of sustenance being delayed in your life you know and I was like oh shoot like that that makes sense you know yeah and the thing is we only have to pray five times a day imagine if it was more and there, it was more it, it, it was, was it was decreased bring that up yeah it was so much more, and then it was decreased. So we shouldn't be complaining because imagine if we have to pray the original amount. And I forgot what the original amount was. Yeah, but and it was a lot. We did. Would we be able to go through our day and do all the rest of the stuff we want to do? Yeah. And were we talking about this, me and you? We were talking about basically like if we didn't have prayer. Like, what would we be doing? Like, we would be doing yeah. like what? Nothing. We had nothing to do with our time. Literally, when the times when I'm not praying, I feel like so, like, I don't know. I feel like I waste my day. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Exactly. And, like, and the, literally, 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 there's du'as that talk about basically protecting us from, like, kesab, like, laziness, being lazy mm-hmm. and doing things that are not beneficial. Like, we're all going to fall into it. But it's like, and Islam is all about moderation. So we can watch shows. We can do those things, you know, but also making time for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prayer takes five minutes, and then obviously there's adkar, and there's making du'a, and there's other things. But it truly, like, when we talked about last time of, like, finding Islam for yourself, it truly gives you satisfaction when you're doing it, not because your mom's... 
but you're doing it because you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be happy and you know that it's making you happy in return you know like I, I, many of us are so excited for Ramadan just because now mes- more masjids are open and we're able to go to Tarawih but yeah. not just that I feel like it, it's good for our soul and it's good for our heart you know yeah exactly I remember when the, the uh, masjids were closed in Ramadan I so sad because I actually, even though as much as I was tired in class the next day and I could barely hold my eyes open, yeah, I was so happy to just be in the masjid praying until like one, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, and I know because again, like looking from the outside in, this can look extreme, but that's that's you know what I'm saying. That's not our issue to change, like. However people want to view things, that's how they're going to view it. So even like with some people, when it comes to prayer, looking at it first as an obligation can be like, wait, like, okay, that's, that's what, that's what is obligated upon us. That's what we're going to do. Some people need to understand the background of what is obligated upon us. And that's how some people are. So maybe they read more about why we pray. It's not for us. It's not for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's for us. It helps us with so many things. And even like the positions that we do during prayer, many people have actually said it's good for your body, you know? You're actually stretching out everything. Yeah, I, I can agree with that 100% because I remember like all the time when I go into sujood if my back is hurting it just starts cracking and cracking I'm like, <laughs> I'm like bro exactly. I need to do sujood more to crack my back yeah and it's like that's the closest position you are to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that's why we don't bow to anyone else like anyone else is because that that's like a very vulnerable position to be in and I think a lot of people don't understand that and that's what I'm saying like me and you we don't we don't have that much knowledge it's like it's all about learning more reading more yeah. you know and also there's a difference between actually reading about something and then implementing it it's just like someone who is a hafiz or hafiz as someone who has completed the memorization of the quran you can memorize something but are you acting upon it you know what i'm saying there's two different things yeah and this reminds me of one time when we we're talking about on um, prayer how when my grandma and she was sick and she was in the hospital and everything yeah still prioritized praying salah because like once she when she was like a like unconscious and she'd get back up she'd pray and then she'd go back to sleep and then she'd get back up and even the doctors were telling my dad and my aunts that and my uncle that when she'd wake up they'd just see her put her hands on her chest and just pray and then go back out and then she'd get up back again and do it over and over again like if a person who they can't stand and they can't move at this point and they keep on coming out and coming in prayer is so important to them that they will pray while they're awake think about all of like the beauty in just praying just from seeing that yeah it's true and like even um this also is another hadith basically like talking about when you leave something for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like let's say it's something like you're setting aside something like really important just so you can go pray. But it's something worldly. So like you you may have that battle with yourself, but you still get up and you go pray. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will replace it with something better. And there's many times like like have you ever made a dua, right? And like you've seen it be answered in front of you. And not only has it been answered, but it's been it's been replaced with something better. You know what I'm saying? So like even um, one thing for me is like my first job, 
I just I was so burnt out I, there was just so many things I feel like was affecting my iman and I literally remember when I had to I was doing like stocking or something and I literally was like like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala please give me something better than this job because I am I am over it you know and it wasn't even a proper dua but it was just me just being so fed up just calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I think that's important because a lot of times we run to our friends saying guess what happened today girl this and this and this but like if you just take that time to call to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first before anyone else that shows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what your priorities are and literally not even a week later I got a new job literally <laughs> see and that's like the beauty of it like just I feel like sometimes we don't think our dua is being answered because we don't see it happen right away but then when we see it happen for other people right away I feel like that reassures us like oh so Allah is still listening see I'm telling you because I used to be that person seeing a lot of things like the biggest thing I mean I'm pretty sure all of our like oh my god goals is like you know in the future to get married so when we see other people get married it's like okay you see I'll watch my how to bless this person with this and this person may have been like maybe you know someone personally who's been praying making dua to get married right and maybe it happened within a time of a year to five years like but you still saw it happen and maybe there's a reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is delaying it for you because there's there's no dua that is is not answered from the believer whether it's going to be in this life or the next and Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's best for you as well so if it's not best for you to be able to pursue whatever dua you want in that moment it will not come to you but if it's something that's going to reach you no matter what nothing can stop it from reaching you you know yeah and just the same thing you mentioned about marriage i feel like sometimes we like think oh like some not even with marriage just like with haram relationships and stuff like that sometimes we see like someone and we like them so much we're like oh if i just talk to them once oh yeah if i just talk to them once and then you talk to them once but then that leads you down a path of like oh or it starts off with like oh what if i just follow them on instagram follow them mm. on instagram. what if yeah. i just them once okay you text them you dm them you talk to them once and then once becomes two twice and then twice becomes you start talking for a month and then a month becomes a year and it just keeps on going and going and going right and then exactly. now your heart is attached to this person so it's hard to like break it off and say oh i can't do this anymore yeah and i think the the more the again like you said the more time it goes on the harder it is for you to leave this can even be in the when i was reading some things even the beginning stages of like let's say someone who's actually doing a halal relationship so let's say they're doing the courting before they get married there's no guarantee that you guys are also getting married so like even like how you said with getting your heart attached people literally always um advise against that so don't allow your heart to be so attached because again the beginning stages are never it's never uh decreed or guaranteed for you you know so just again being mindful of what you're doing and also just making dua because let's say it did not work out that doesn't that doesn't mean that Allah is mad at you or like you didn't deserve it there's so many reasons like we make excuses for many people sometimes like maybe this is why they did it maybe there's a reason why but when we know that Allah Subhanahu is the is the creator of all the worlds why do we doubt that there's there's actually goodness behind a delay or behind something being replaced and we may not see it's good in the moment but years down the line like alhamdulillah that happened
is what happened instead because maybe if your dua was answered at that specific moment that you wanted it maybe it would not have ended well yeah exactly and then also sometimes i feel like it's because some people i've heard some people's stories like their marriages like that it's like sometimes it's not in the beginning they meet this person and then they like in the what is it called the stages of courting what is that called yeah so it's basically the courting stage like the yeah beginning. the courting stages right they're like they really like this person and then they find out one bad thing about this person and they're like but it's like a deal breaker for them so they cut it off they break it off right and then like years later like they may not they're not married yet the other person's not married yet and then they come back together and they get to know this person all over again and this they realize oh this person like they're changed for like the better and sometimes and then maybe their heart was not attached to that person anymore in the moment but it used to be mm-hmm. and they offer that person yeah and it just didn't it wasn't answered in that moment but after a couple of years they had to wait but it was answered because they were in the place now that they could be the best partner for them yeah if that be and like we talk about this a lot like that's just me or Kai is your subject and we don't care it's a subject to talk about because <laughs> you know it's, it's it's an amazing topic because like obviously getting married is, so like you know a lot of people that it's like not for them they're like eh I don't want to talk about that right now and that's okay like a lot of people are in different spaces in their life you know different stages but it, it's really dangerous though when we kind of get so hasty and like okay come on like why hasn't this been blessed for me yet you know but there's a reason why so yeah. even in general whether it's like getting attached in the beginning like there's that's why it's advised against you know but also like um even um that's because- why i like that we have like well at least i've listened to some and there are like things out there for you to watch and listen to especially when like maybe you don't know how to maneuver around a certain situation you're like at the age where you are able to get okay what do i do in a situation okay i think sometimes we kind of just assume or make up the rules ourselves but there's certain there's certain things set up for us for a reason you know and i feel like also when you get attached you kind of romanticize everything that they do and you don't really see yes. the bad in what they're doing you're not thinking right yes and i'm you're actually like- guilty of this um i i actually was watching the, listening to this lecture and um it was based i think it was talking about like preparing just in general with yourself for situations like that and it was actually saying like a lot of people want someone who's like on their dean right but people don't actually they don't talk about the akhlaq part they don't talk about okay you can be on your dean but do you have akhlaq like do you have the manners how do you mm-hmm. treat people you know like that's very important someone can wear a thobe you know be a hafiz have all those things but the way we treat each other we deal with each other has great weight too so you want something the best of both like they need to have both mm-hmm. exactly so I feel like that's that's really important and then just like you said i think sometimes when we don't they don't have all of it would just justify like say oh it's okay they'll improve later on i can teach. oh right the compromising part <laughs> and it's like don't compromise anything for this person yeah 
like at the end of the day they're not completing you they right. don't like there's yeah go ahead no i'm finished okay that's what i was saying that's why i think we need to understand that you're not getting into these relationships or you're not having these any type of relationships obviously trusting all's plan for that specific moment but um but yeah those are actually the points that i wanted to talk about were there any other points that you wanted to talk about like we can elaborate on i feel like we said what had to be said right we said what had to be said honestly i'm like huh i feel like there's nothing more that i have to say right I, you know what you know what because when me and you come together to talk we get it all out on the table okay <laughs> exactly we said what yeah. had to you know we should we should leave with like parting advice so uh, give advice to maybe someone who you feel like anybody just say advice to someone who may be dealing with FOMO right now and it's like they don't under they don't know yeah. how to like un- to just like battle that feeling so what would you what advice would you give someone before we go Okay, so I'll give advice on all the types of FOMO we talked about, right? Yeah. The first one with, I was talking about for me when I started, when not when I started wearing the hijab, but when I was wearing the hijab when I was younger, it was like, I really wanted to wear all these clothes that I couldn't wear because I wanted to fit in. Right. I feel we can say that, oh, we're the best of the people because we cover up, but just... But just because we say that doesn't mean that we actually believe it, right? Yeah. And I feel like you just have to learn and grow and keep on trying. And there will be one day, and make dua, make dua, that's the most important thing. And one day you will be, you will feel comfortable with yourself enough and be like, oh, I don't know why I ever felt like this. Right. But it does take time. Like these things do take time. You have to work up towards it. You can't just expect oh I'll be fine like tomorrow right cause for me I can tell you it took years mm-hmm. but it's like if every day you put in the effort and the steps to like oh be more modest and to say okay you know what I like the way I dress or maybe yeah. you just have to change up your it's keep your style modest but change it up just a little bit to right. make it fashionable for you or to you yes okay I love that because so that was um, pertaining to like more of like the clothes and the modesty right yeah okay so I I would say for me um, oh my god we didn't I wanted to mention one thing it'd be really tiny and this can be part of my advice yeah. is a lot of people also uh, they have a hard time with the gossiping and that can be a FOMO as well for some mm-hmm. people because they may feel like if I say anything if I stand up for this person maybe I'm going to be shunned and this is something that I can give advice on because it's something that I personally dealt with and personally have done so I would <laughs> say for this specifically for gossiping in general understanding that it is a major sin Ghiba is a major sin so mm-hmm also understanding that you're helping someone when you do stand up for them or simply walking away you know what i'm saying because i think there was the first is to change it with your mouth right or change it with your hands and the least of iman is to hate it in your heart so just simply walking away can it's still you know what i'm saying it's still iman mm-hmm. it used to have that in your heart so i would say 
work on it and if you if you fall into it like maybe you find yourself gossiping or you find yourself talking bad about someone make duha make toba and forgive yourself because sometimes you may feel like a horrible person but we all make mistakes so still make dua and understand that Allah can can forgive you so that's what I say and like in general for just FOMO understand that Allah is greater than any situation or challenge that you're going to have today tomorrow and the day after so turn it into JOMO joy of missing out like it's yeah. a new term <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like you said it takes time so you guys trust the process you know Mm-hmm. you'll get there we're still trying to get there exactly and then about being in situations where your your friends are going out with guys or like you know they're friends with guys and you can't be friends with guys mm-hmm. what advice would you give in that oh okay so for me I would definitely say I've dealt with that especially um, in middle school in the beginning of high school like that was very normal to me like they're I, you know what I'm saying it was very normal actually changing my environment helped me look in and actually see like okay this actually can be detrimental to your iman so I would mm-hmm. say something you can do some people have two things me and Ruqayya are very different in this type of situation because mm-hmm. with the Ruqayya you, you need to have to explain to anyone why you do certain things and that's okay because you don't owe anyone explanation right for me I'm the opposite because I feel like I don't owe you an explanation but I'm gonna I'm going to use this as a as a tool to educate you yeah so it's it can be books and sometimes I'm that way too but I would say definitely just slowly I'm not gonna say what's the word you don't have to be rude about anything but people will see that you're not coming to certain events that may be like with gender mingling and some people may just get the hint you know mm-hmm. and some people may ask you questions about it don't take it um, too personal because these some of these some of these people they're Muslim but they find it very extreme for you to say that you do not hang out with guys you know mm-hmm. they're like what do you mean like that's weird are you like judging us no that's something that's your moral belief and that's something that you are following so I would say hang around people who also have those same morals as you because they will be first of all educating you and if you fall into something where they may they can be like hey like okay hey like i saw you doing this i just want to like basically like, you know like you know this certain thing is wrong like we all have to work on getting better i know it's hard because maybe you hang out with these certain types of people but it's just having those friendly reminders like they're not attacking you and they want the best yeah i, I remember this has nothing to do with this at all well yeah kind of, okay. kind of doesn't remember like everyone when they hang out with guys and all this stuff like no one is like i don't know say having haya right yeah and then in school like everyone might be muslim and all that stuff like most people in my school are muslim but no one has like haya really they do to some extent but not like to the extent yeah. so explain, right? explain kind of what haya is for some people who don't understand the arabic term for haya like um modesty yeah. like lowering your gaze dressing correctly all that stuff right so i remember the first time like it was i think last year someone yeah. when they approached me they were like they want i forgot what they asked me they asked me like they were asking me something right it was like outside of the masjid and they lowered their gaze and i was like yeah and it's like the thing is some people find that some people actually find it disrespectful for you not to look at someone when they're talking but for Mm -hmm. us that's literally that's a big 
about something i can't remember what they were asking me but but they lowered their gaze right and i was like like it was so unexpected i guess even though like we're taught to lower our gaze for me it was like so unexpected because you know and this person was like they're not too like i don't know like i feel like you're used to seeing it like older people but they were like young yeah right and they lowered the gaze and i was like what just happened <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, it's definitely change in environment. I don't know. In like, that person's environment, would be normal. Yeah. And I was genuinely so confused. I was like, did they just lower their gaze? Like, what? Yeah. But then I was like, at first I was like, what What did they just do that for? And then I, I thought about it and I was like, it's so, that's such a bad thing how we've normalized it so much, not lowering our gaze that I was shocked to see someone actually lowering their gaze in that moment. Yeah. Even that. Even that, though, like, people talk about the whole lowering their gaze, like, in person, but why don't we talk about it online? It's the same thing. It should, it should be the same way, you know what I'm saying? Like, lowering it, like, not looking at things, we're actually looking at it, it's the same thing. Lowering your gaze, whether it be in person or online. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's also very, very important. So yeah hey look it, it, I, I know the first time i experienced it when someone lowered their gaze i thought it was disrespectful because i'm like uh like why aren't you looking while i'm talking to you and then actually understanding that that like that's very important and that's actually that's actually a quality you should look in with someone like lowering their gaze and you should be doing the same yeah exactly oh i remember um there was one point where it's like i remember this like it was so funny to me like how she so basically i was having this conversation with my sister right yeah and it's like on the phone and she was like um you know you sh- well, everyone should be lowering their gaze like if you don't know what his shoe color is <laughs> then we're, we're doing that wrong and i was like yeah it was so funny to me she was like if you don't know what his shoe color is his shoe color I'm telling you, and because you see this stuff on Instagram, you see this stuff on YouTube, like half of the stuff has just become so common of like, even some of the Met, I think it was like a Met Gala look. And I was so shocked because some of, some of the outfits literally were like, almost like they were naked, like as if hold it body. So it's like understanding that it's not just it's not something small it's something big because if we're not used to glorifying our gaze with something small when we're talking to someone or just in general mm-hmm. and it's hard i can't be like every single time i talk to someone i'm lowering my gaze because it's hard and it's a habit to look at someone mm-hmm. so like understand that, you know practicing that that could be a form of advice for someone so practicing yeah. lowering your gaze because sometimes we say oh dudes should be doing it so should women i also know how to tell is the bleeding men and the bleeding women to go and hide their private parts right protect their private parts like it's so normalized like um people checking out the opposite gender like when i say it's so normalized i'm telling you we're always like oh my god he's so fine he's so yeah you're right you're right that's that's something we've all fallen into so to be able to sit there and be like okay this is what i want to work on and i'm acknowledging that I've done certain things, like that's the only way you're gonna be able to change. You can't change with saying, "Oh, I know Rakaya does that a lot," but like you need to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. 
and honestly i'm saying now i i need to work on that too because i feel like it's just like i was just saying it's just this checking out people that's just become norm a part of society everyone does it yeah people are just doing it all the time and then some people like when you don't look at them and you like look away they're like oh like looking down and not looking at me like right it's a it's it's literally a form of respect and it's also a protection for the person doing it because i remember in the beginning of the school year i was trying as much as possible to around people because i was really trying to practice it and not yeah. like looking at people and like not like since the beginning of the year it's like I'll lower my gaze because I yeah. can, when people come up to talk to you and you're in groups like because you know the teachers put you in groups with guys and stuff like that you have to like work with them and participate in all that stuff so I've been trying so hard to lower my gaze yeah but like people will look at me funny and say like, yeah because you know some people equate that with some people equate lowering your gaze with like maybe you like that person but like that can't that really cannot be your main concern because yes. you know what i'm saying some people think that but you gotta let them think that and if it does come up you can automatically just shoot that down and be like no that's you know what i'm saying that's not what this is yeah exactly and then people are like why do you like look away why do you look down like i'm just like <laughs> yeah but it's like I tried so hard in the beginning of the school year but now I just like I feel bad to say it but I just stopped because I have I feel so bad saying it out loud but yeah I just stopped doing it because I just get looked at really funny and it just made me feel so awkward you know it's something a lot of people have to work on it's gonna take time but it's for me in college it's, it's much easier to do it but in, in high school it may be a bit harder for me yeah so working up to it but you're, you still made it you know saying you're able that it's something that you are not able making up this like fantasy you can't always do it you know so but it, it's, it will become easier you know over yeah. time and that I just, it just made me so upset like thinking about it now like I was able to do it in the beginning of the year like the first month of school I was doing it perfectly fine successfully but then people started saying stuff and then I was like and this is another thing with FOMO like when people notice something and they bring it up and they mention it maybe at first you don't feel bad for it but the moment they mention it you're like am I in the wrong am I the one that's like doing the wrong thing yeah but it's definitely like a, uh, it's a work in progress you know like you're progress for man please say that again <laughs> just... for you, so, you know even the person um, uh, the... this is more like a, a dress the person that killed I, can, I can, can you hear me? yes now I can hear you can you hear me Okay, no, basically, I was saying in general, like, we should try to aim mm-hmm. for not perfection, but progress. But you want to do the outro now, just so we don't have any mistakes? Yeah, because it keeps on, like, going, like, a sound and all that, so I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's a sign. 
we gave her advice. That was the biggest thing. Like, advice. We gave her advice. Yeah. Okay. Well, Salaikum, Mariam. Thank you for this episode. I loved being on this episode and I am looking forward to being on more episodes, inshallah. And just to tell you guys, I remember the last season, first season, we ended with collective dua and all that stuff because that was the final, final episode of that season. This season, this is not the final episode. Yeah. Even though it's episode 10, it's not the final episode. We're just going to go on a little break. And then we have a little Ramadan special coming up. So you'll get four more episodes, <gasps> four more in this season. So keep a lookout for that. Awesome. All right, Can you Yes, I can hear you. Oh my God. I was saying that at least. Okay, you guys. Assalamualaikum. Welcome, Assalamualaikum, guys. Thank you for watching this episode of Breaking Barriers. My name is Rakaya Wright, and I can't wait to keep the conversation going. <laughs>